Yesterday, we discussed the biggest areas of strength for the Sun Devils football team heading into the offseason. Today, we're going to discuss the areas of concern. Let's hop into it on this edition of the Locked on Sun Devils podcast. Our Locked on Sun Devils, your daily podcast on the Arizona State Sun Devils. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. This episode of Locked On Sun Devils is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On to get started today. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Locked On Sun Devils podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. My name is Richie Bradshaw, and I will be your guide for everything Arizona State Sun Devils. Thank you, as always, for tuning in. Remember, you can get this podcast free and available on all platforms, including YouTube, if you want to check us out in a visual platform. Wherever you're getting your podcast, though, hit like and subscribe and turn on notifications so you get an update when we post new content and stay in touch with that content by following me on Twitter. You can find me at RichieBrad36. You can find the podcast as well at LO underscore Sun Like I mentioned at the top of the show, yesterday we talked about the areas of strength for the team. Today, we're going to be talking about the areas of concern. Now, let me preface it with this. This is not necessarily areas of weakness. This isn't me saying that these are like really bad positions, okay? Rather, this is me saying that these are positions where there's a little more question marks. Maybe it's a lot of unproven talent. Maybe it's a lot of like, I don't really really know if we have enough guys right now. Maybe there's not enough competition. Maybe there's too many question marks kind of thing. That's all that this is. This isn't me saying, that the players here are bad players. This isn't me saying that the players that we have are not worthy of more playing time. It's simply me saying that as of right now, I'm kind of maybe a little more interested to see how it's going to shake out. Let's go ahead and start off with kind of the elephant in the room, and that's the special teams unit. And that's that's putting it lightly. Arizona State lost its entire special teams unit, people. They lost both kickers, Jace Feely and Carter Brown. They lost punter Eddie Jablitsky. And they lost their long snappers, John Perlman and Gage King. They also lost return man DJ Taylor. That's about as brutal as it's going to get when you lose literally everything. The only returning player who had a special teams impact last year was Javen Jacobs. Thankfully, he's back. You also lost Daniel Nagata. I forgot to mention him. So two returners, two kickers, one punter, and two special teams players. That is seven players that are gone from your special teams unit. That's a lot. That's a lot, a lot, a lot. Here's the good news. Arizona State has been able to replace the players that they're losing. Dario Longhetto is coming in from Cal. Josh Carlson. Uh, Dario Longhetto is the kicker who's coming in from Cal. Josh Carlson is a punter coming in from New Mexico. And Slater Zellers is the long snapper coming in from Cal as well. Looking at these guys in particular, Dario Longhetto isn't necessarily like the greatest kicker in the world, but you could be doing worse considering you are losing a really solid option in Carter Brown. Looking at his career, 
He is right around like a mid 70% kicker when it comes to field goal percentage. He is really, really good when it comes to his extra points. He's only missed two in his entire career. Last season, again, not the greatest field goal kicker in the world at 64.7%. Now, for what it's worth, he was 8 of 9 inside of 40 yards. He was 2 of 6 between 40 and 49 and 1 of 2 on 50 plus that's nothing that we aren't necessarily familiar with considering hashtag college kickers but the good news is he's really really good about the extra points like i said he's only missed two in his three-year career with cal you'll take that every day of the week and twice on saturdays so for what it's worth that's not necessarily a concerning aspect for me i feel like hopefully he should be able to step in and pick up where he left off, fingers crossed. Josh Carlson coming in from New Mexico State. He is actually one of the better punters in college football. Just doesn't get talked a lot about because he played for New Mexico State. But last year averaged 40 and a half yards a punt for his career, averaging around 42 yards a punt. Definitely is a bit of a boomer. He can absolutely knock it. In 2021, he had a 67-yard punt really like that opportunity for him to be able to come in be a quality punter for you obviously he's not eddie jablitsky but no one really is jablitsky was a first team pac-12 player last year for the sun Devils, so it's going to be tough to replace but i feel like he could still be solid i'm curious who ends up being the kicker for kickoffs because that was jablitsky over carter brown over jace feely it was Jablitsky who was the kickoff man. I'm curious if Carlson is that guy. I'm curious if Longhetto is that guy. But overall, that's another area of concern for me is who's going to be the kickoff man. We're going to find out. As far as long snappers go, I can't tell you too much about Slater Zellers. I can tell you that at least we were able to bring in a guy. So that's good news is at least you were able to bring in Slater Zeller. Zeller is a guy who was the starting long snapper for the Golden Bears. That's good news. He has some familiarity with Dario Longhetto. Not that he's snapping it directly to Longhetto, but at least there's a little bit of chemistry, I suppose. All in all, I think the biggest thing right now when I'm looking at the special teams unit is just that it's it, it's it's a brand new unit. There is absolutely no familiarity here. None. We don't know what to expect. We can base it off of what we know based off of the resume and whatnot, but we can't necessarily look at this and be like, oh yeah, well, they, you know, they've been at Arizona State for a few years. No, 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 no. None of them have been at Arizona State. So we don't know what they're going to do with the Sun Devils. We don't know if Josh Carlson is going to continue being a quality punter. We don't know if Dario Longhetto is going to continue being pretty automatic when it comes to kicks inside the 40, 40 yards. We just don't know. And that's scary, but at least it's proven options. I think that's the biggest thing for me is at least the guys that are coming in have experience. If you were going with like freshman kickers again, like you were last year, that's a little more intimidating because you just don't know what you're going to get. Again, you still don't necessarily know because it's a new environment 
but at least you know that they have some kind of track record for you. Longhetto, not the greatest field goal kicker in the world. But like I said, he's good inside 30. Josh Carlson can boom it. I feel like he's a quality punter. Slater Zellers, we'll see. At least he's got starting experience as a long snapper for the team. The return man position is obviously going to be a little bit of a concern when you consider you lost DJ Taylor and Daniel Nagata, but at least Javen Jacobs has a little bit of experience there. There will be some guys who are coming in that hopefully can provide a little bit of a spark. I'm not sure if anyone has a ton of experience when it comes to return man duties. I don't know if like a Mel Constable or a DeCarlos Brooks have any experience, but it'll be one of those things that you'll play around with and you'll figure out whether or not they're going to be good fits on the special teams unit as return man. That'll be one of the more important positions to watch during spring training or uh, spring practices, as well as during the during uh, training camp to figure out who is going to be your return man. Real quick, I want to talk to you guys about our friends over at FanDuel. The NFL playoffs are here. We're really excited about our new sports betting partner for Lockdown because they're the number one sportsbook in America, FanDuel. And if you're new to FanDuel, it's even better. They have so many great features that make betting on sports fun and easy. New customers join today and get started with $150 in free bets guaranteed when you place your first $5 bet. Just sign up at FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel has all your favorite bets from the money line to point spreads to player props. Plus, you can even combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with the same game parlay. I'm taking a look at some of the single game parlays for the tight end position this week with guys like George Kittle, Travis Kelsey, Dallas Goddard, and more. All on an app that's safe, secure, and easy to use. So football fans, don't miss out. Place your first $5 bet to get $150 in free bets, win or lose, at FanDuel.com slash LockedOnCollege. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. As always, make sure that you guys are checking out the Locked On College Basketball Podcast as your next listen of the day. Everything you need to know about college basketball in one place. Hear from the big-name experts, insiders, coaches, and players. It's Locked On College Basketball, available on YouTube and wherever you're eating your podcasts. Back into our conversation, the second position of concern for me. I am going with the linebacker spot. The reason why I'm going linebacker is because you lost your three starters from last year. Merlin Robinson, Kyle Sully, and Connor Sully are gone from this team. That's a lot of replacing. Kyle Sully was your leading tackler a year ago. He was one of the leading tacklers in the Pac-12 with 110 tackles. Merlin Robertson was your number two tackler from a year ago with 83. He also tied for the team lead with two and a half sacks. Both Soli and Robertson are also guys who have been with the program for many, many years. Robertson and Soli go as far back as 2018 for the team. That's five seasons that they spent with Arizona State. Five seasons they spent in Tempe the whole time. That's, that's not only production, that's leadership that is gone now. That's about as difficult to replace as it's going to get for the team is trying to replace those leaders for the team, trying to replace the guys that you feel confident in their abilities to guide Arizona State to the next stages of 
of the history of this program, especially with a new head coach, with a new regime in place. Not having those veterans is going to be tough. Thankfully, you've got some veterans throughout the team, but the linebacker position, losing two veterans in Kyle Sully and Marilyn Robertson, but also losing Connor Sully is going to be difficult. Connor Sully, not the most productive guy in the world, only 30 tackles a year ago, but nonetheless, he was going to come in as one of the more veteran players on the team as a redshirt senior. He was also going to be in line for one of the starting spots. That's gone now. Looking at what the team is bringing in, there's a lot of transfers. Very intriguing guys. Travion Brown, definitely the guy who stands out the most for me. Transferring from Washington State, the reason why he stands out for me is because he is following his defensive coordinator, uh, Brian Ward, from Wazoo down to Arizona State. I feel like Travion Brown is one of the more easy guys to project into a starting role for the team. I don't see any reason why he wouldn't be a starter for a team, for Arizona State at least. Travion Brown, not not a, not like a super hyper-productive guy throughout his career, but he was a starter for the team a year ago and racked up 36 tackles and a handful of like a forced fumble, an interception, a pass deflection, stuff like that. I anticipate he's going to be a starter for the team, like I said. I also anticipate he's going to be one of the more important linebackers for the squad, being that he is one of the more veteran guys, uh, not only for the aspect of him being with Brian Ward, sorry, brain fart, but also just knowing that a lot of the guys are really, really young on this team, particularly the depth. Like I said, there are some guys that are coming in as well. Tate Romney from BYU and Crew Jackson, who's kind of like a linebacker safety hybrid from Kansas State, are also coming in to provide some competition. Will Schaefer is a guy that a lot of people are excited about. I just don't know enough about Schaefer. He didn't get on the field a lot, but I know that he's one of the guys that people are talking about quite a bit when it comes to projecting who's going to be one of the starters for this upcoming season. He had nine tackles a year ago. Again, people are excited about him. We'll wait and see. I know that James Jonkum was a transfer last year and that there was some excitement for him as well. He just didn't get on the field too much, 15 tackles a year ago. I feel like your starters right now are probably Schaefer, Jonkum, and Brown. I don't hate that. I just don't know. Like I said, it's just they could all be very, very good quality linebackers. We just don't know what we're getting right now because there is so much unfamiliarity with this team. It's a position that has been completely overhauled because of guys that we lost to the transfer portal, but also guys that we lost due to running out of eligibility. All in all, this is going to be probably the biggest transition for the group. I don't have it as my number one spot. We'll get into my number one spot in just a moment here, but I am very curious how this is going to work. I think that the linebackers are going to be very reliant on some of the rest of the guys around them, as well as the coaching. I do trust Brian Ward to be able to place these guys in, in roles and in positions to get the most out of them. I am just very, very curious how quickly they'll be able to adjust to full-time roles. I'm curious what the rotations are going to look like. Like I said, you got Romney and Jackson. You've also got Caleb McCullough on the bench. There's a lot of guys that hopefully you'll be able to rotate in, see what you can get out of them. It's, it's exciting. 
It's terrifying all at the same time. Linebacker, my number two spot that I'm interested to see moving forward. One more time, make sure that you check out the Locked On College Basketball Podcast with my friends Isaac Shade and Andy Patton as they bring you everything you need to know on and off the court. Hear from big name experts, coaches, and players throughout the basketball landscape. It's Locked On College Basketball, available on YouTube and wherever you're getting your podcasts. The number one position that I have as my most concerning, biggest question mark, offensive line. Back are Isaiah Glass at left tackle, Ben Bray, Emmett Bully, Joey Ramos, who missed majority of last year with an injury, and Danny Valenzuela. Outside of that, Currently, according to rlands.com, there are three transfers that are predicted to start between Ben Coleman, Lee Fontanu, and Aaron Frost. And guess what? Those are all transfers. Lee Fontanu coming from UNLV, Aaron Frost coming from Nevada, and Ben Coleman coming from Cal. I know that Bram Walden is also coming from Oregon. I don't know why he's not listed on here for the team, but he's currently not listed but I know that he is a four-star transfer and he is likely a guy who's going to come in and get a starting role. That's as much unfamiliarity as it's going to get. This is already a position that wasn't necessarily a strength for the Sun Devils. Everyone knows how I feel about the left tackle. Everybody knows that last year was not a great year. Ladarius Henderson missed quite a few games last year with injury and the team paid for it. He is now transferred to Michigan. Ben Scott was a solid player for the team. He transferred. He is at Nebraska now. You had, oh my goodness, I can't even think of their names. I was going to say Adrian Martinez, and that's not right. Chris Martinez and Des Holmes, who both were transfers, both are gone because they were graduate transfers. You're replacing four of your five starters from last year. Isaiah Glass is back. Here's hoping that he takes a massive step step forward. I feel like there's potential there. I just want to see him do more on the field than he does on Twitter. We'll be interested to see how Joey Ramos recovers. We'll be interested to see if Emmett Bully can seize the starting role for the team. Outside of that, it's just a lot of new pieces. Bram Walden, at least he has experience with Kenny Dillingham. Because Walden is coming from Oregon. Obviously, Kenny Dillingham was the offensive coordinator at Oregon last year. Aaron Frost was a starter. Ben Coleman was a starter. Lee Fontanu was a starter for their respective schools. They'll come in. They'll be able to pick up the competition, bring the best out of everyone. That's what you're hoping for. You will also be having a handful of uh, recruits that are coming in as well to provide some competition. Maxwell Ionaker is coming in as a three-star player, and uh, Kyle Scott is coming in as a, is he a transfer? I don't think he's a transfer. He's coming in as well, and Siri Candielli will also be coming in as a three-star player. So you've got incoming freshmen, you've got a handful of transfers, and you've got a small handful of guys that are returning from last year. I don't hate it. It's just intimidating. You don't know what you're going to get here. 
you could potentially roll out with four brand new starters on the offensive line. And Isaiah Glass being the only returning starter from last year. That is, I don't want to call it terrifying, but it's intimidating. It's it's just a lot of uncertainty. It could potentially be a really good unit because I think that Kenny Dillingham's offense should be able to translate with Arizona State with the weapons that they have, which could bring out the best in these offensive linemen. I think in year one, it's going to be about scheme for these guys. It's going to be about placing them in positions to succeed, and it's going to be about playing to their strengths. Right now, Arizona State needs to focus on having the best five offensive linemen on the field at all times. You can't worry too much about positional fits. You can't worry too much about any any veteran status or anything like that. If these freshmen come in and they're the best, get them on the field. If it's all the transfers, get them on the field. If it's shuffling up the line, so be it. Right now, the Sun Devils just need to focus on having their five best offensive linemen on the field. I'm normally of that philosophy, but that is going to be even more pivotal in 2023, is making sure that you have the absolute best case scenario for this offensive line, because it's going to be a little bit hectic as you try and figure out what's going to work and what's not going to work for the team. That's my biggest area of concern is this offensive line. Again, I want to preface this, or I guess end it, with the same note that I started off at the beginning. This isn't necessarily me saying these are the worst spots. This isn't me saying that this is going to be like a really big problem for the team. It's simply me saying that as of right now, going into this offseason, I'm concerned because I don't know what we have. All three of the areas I highlighted are going to be surrounded with brand new players. They could all be great. They could also all underachieve. And they could be liabilities. And they could be the biggest weaknesses on this team. Call a spade a spade. We'll wait and see how it turns out. Those are my three areas of concern. And that's going to wrap up this edition of Locked on Sun Devils. As always, thank you guys for tuning in. Wherever you're getting your podcast, hit like and subscribe and turn on notifications. Follow me on Twitter at RichieBrad36 and the podcast at LO underscore Sun Devils. Until next time, keep it locked right here. Unlocked on some levels.